Welcome into the Fortress of Comitude <laughs> podcast. My name is Drunk Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm McCord. I'm Kylie. And we're here to do a comic book club, which is a monthly show we do where we take a trade paperback and we talk about it for a while. And this week we are doing Secret Weapons from Valiant. Yes, uh, sir. Which is written by, let's see, you might know the names better than me. So Heiser. I don't, Heiserer. Okay. Eric Heiserer. And is it Raul Allen? Mm-hmm. See, like the Patricia little, like Martin. the little, like accent over the e and Allen messes with you. I'm like, is it Allen or is it like Allen? I don't know. Like, yeah, and that, that messes with me, and man. That, and that could change too uh, if he's Portuguese or Spanish. And then uh, Patricia it Martin. Howell. It could be Howell. Uh, I don't know if Patricia if Martin is like the inker. She's I'm pretty sure it's Martin. <laughs> and it's she, Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Again, drunk just, Tyler. Just, just, um, no idea. He's so half a beer in. He's drunk Tyler. This is like this is like the second one. I had some earlier. This oh, is like, <laughs> finished the previous beers and then went to these beers. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about Secret Weapons, which is a four issue miniseries published by Valiant. Um, this is actually the first Valiant book I've ever read. Here I am hosting a comic book podcast. I have never read a Valiant comic in my life until today. You're I've read, a, I've read a couple issues of EXO, which I enjoyed, but I mm-hmm. never really kept up with it. I've heard how good EXO is. I've heard how good, uh, what's the dude that Vin Diesel's playing? Bloodshot. 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 Dude, I've heard I'm how so good. excited for that. Buddy. I know uh, Jeff, so Lemire, Jeff Lemire did a run on Bloodshot that people said was pretty good. Tim Seeley's up next. Oh, <laughs> is it go. sad that I thought you were supposed to say like, Zo, not EXO? I thought you were supposed to like Zo Manowar. Uh, yeah, Zo Zo. I thought Man-a-war. it was. I thought it was hugs and kisses Manowar. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> now, if you like Green Lantern, you like Exo. That's pretty. Uh, you know, it's actually really funny that you say that because I always thought because of like the accent a lot of people have in Utah when they say things like when someone says like can of beans, I'll say like can of beans, whatever, like whatever. Uh-huh. So I always thought it was XO man of war. Like I thought that, but people just said man of war. Like, oh, yeah. I thought it was like an, no, it's, and I, it's when I actually, actually saw it, like printed, I was like, oh, it's, I, I just thought, I was like, oh, it's man of war. Like, I'm glad I never said it. And someone was like, what are you talking about? Um, and then it's like uh, when people come and go, I need the green lantern corpse. <laughs> the corpse. <laughs> what? <laughs> I read blackest night. There's lots of black <laughs> green lantern corpses in there. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 yeah. I got her. That, that, that's the one that we should recommend to people. Um, I want the Green Lantern corpse and just give him Blackest Night. And then the 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 Ninjak thing is weird because I always thought it was Ninjak, and it they're is. like, it, it is. But then for a while they changed it to Ninja K, right? Well, so then like I was like, well, which one is it? They 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 did and they didn't. His designation within MI6 is Ninja K. Mission Impossible Six. So he's Ninjak Ninja K. Yes. He oh. goes by the name Ninja. Does the K stand for anything? Like yes. Ninja Killer? Yeah, well, what it stands for is... Kick your beep. For, so <laughs> Ninja kick your ass. <laughs> yes. That's, 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 that's essentially what it is. Dude, that'd be like the most like boss name for a ninja. <laughs> so, well, at least for Ninja or Ninja K, uh, it, he's part of the MI6, and it's uh, an organization that has been going on since World War One when... Mm-hmm. Japan and England were allies and they created a ninja division for MI6. Oh, okay. And, but now there's a ninja A and a ninja B and a ninja C and he happens to be ninja K. Oh, okay. I got But you. he goes by the name Ninjak. Okay. So that he doesn't... Ninjak's a cooler name. But they already have James Bond. Why do they need ninjas? Because this is like James Bond if he were a ninja <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> That's a good pitch for a movie. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so... We're going to go through this book, obviously, so 
Um, I'm ho- I'm assuming that most of you have read it if you're listening to this episode. If not, just know that we are going to spoil the book. Um, I don't think we would necessarily ruin it. I, for me, comic books are never really spoiled for me. Like Agreed. when people talk about books, I if I wanted to read it, I still want to go read it. Or sometimes I didn't really want to read it until same. someone talks about what happened in it, and then I want to go read it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same versus movies where I feel like. I don't know, like you experience that moment. It's not as much the same to me in comics. So I agree. I I read all the spoilers for comics, and I don't ever watch a trailer for a movie. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm I'm two completely opposite extremes on that. So um, I'm probably gonna lean on McCord pretty heavy in this episode for two reasons. Number one, intoxication. Uh, number two, he's physically leaning. Yeah. On me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am holding McCord's yes. com- shoulders so comforting. Um, <laughs> number two, uh, McCord is just a lot more familiar with these characters than I am, so uh, gonna let him kind of take some of the reins in this episode, sure. if you will. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I'd never read it before. Kind of, had you read this before? No, not at okay. All. What are just before we kind of get into it? Kind of your overall thoughts on it? General, I guess. I liked it. I thought it was uh, a little predictable. Okay. Um. Uh, overall, it was it was fun. It would have it really made me want is to know backstory on certain things that they discuss, mm-hmm. especially yeah. a specific character. The thing that stuck out to me was, and I know McCord said, like Secret Weapons is the Fortune mini series that leads into other things. It very much felt like a setup for another thing. Oh yeah, which I mean, I guess all comics are in right. a sense. There's no third but, act in a comic. Yeah, so. exactly. But like. It didn't feel as much of like if this is a complete story or even like somewhat even close. To, it fe- definitely feels like this is like act one, you know, mm. for of this. Which I'm like, I'm not really like knocking on the book that much, but it definitely feels like. I mean, it might be a good thing. It's like, oh, I want to see what happens next. Now I need to go read the other things. So McCord, um, um, yeah. things do happen before this book. If yeah. somebody wanted to read what happened before, what would they be reading? Um. The book does a pretty good job, though. Of no, yeah, I'm just saying everything. if somebody wanted to. Yeah, I mean, well, well, that was that was me, right? So this was the first Valiant book that I ever read, and it was the thing that made me go, oh, like you, Kylie, like, oh, I want to now know what happened previously to this. Well, so, yeah, I, I get the idea with this that Livewire wasn't always a good guy if she worked for Toya. Correct. So... Yeah, I would, I would actually go all the way back to start on the original, well, not original, but... Uh, the, 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 the reboot the, yeah the valiant universe it, it, in our world it has kind of a convoluted past where they were a thing and then they were bought out by a video game company and then that video game company went under and mm-hmm. then it was bought out by like a chinese multimedia conglomerate i've heard some of this and then and then it was brought back so whenever i say original i mean 2012 forward yeah <laughs> Because nothing that happened Not the during the acclaim stuff. years in the <laughs> 90s count in this universe at all. For sure. They've been around for a long time, though, right? Valiant? 92. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, same same year as Image? They both came out the same year? Probably. Yeah, it sounds about right. I hate to be competing with Image at that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, so, so I mean, really, nothing in the 90s counts. A lot of the characters they had in the 90s, they don't own the rights to anymore. Mm-hmm. So they don't exist in this universe anymore. So, I mean, just right at the 2012 mark. But that uh, Harbinger, um, 
it, this pretty much follows the Harbinger and Unity lines more than anything else. So okay. if you wanted to go back and read Harbinger and Unity. And McCord's mentioned in earlier episodes too that like Valiant only publishes like what less than ten books a yeah, month? Yeah, uh, six to eight. Yeah. So like if you wanted to catch up, it, you, it, you could do it pretty It quickly. does not take a long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then once you're caught up, you're only buying like a book or two a week. Yeah. So uh yeah, not not too hard to keep up with the Valiant universe, which is very convenient for fans. They do that of, on of the purpose. big two when we're just flooded with content on a weekly basis. Um, so yeah, secret weapons. It's it's. I think that the strongest point of the of the story is the characters. I think the characters are really interesting. I think the powers that they chose for the characters are really, really interesting. Like yeah. Them, yeah, that's great. They're not like <laughs> go to powers that you see on a lot of like teams like this or like. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, like oh well, we gotta have like a super fast guy and then like a guy that can like lift. Uh, bajillion pounds, and then like, well, you know what I mean. Like they're not like the the standard right powers. Well, that's the point because they're they're the castaways. They're the oh, your powers don't do anything. They are useful though. They, as they are urban. useful. They're the rejects. Yeah, so. the rejects. Yeah. That being said, that's we are going to get themselves. into secret yeah. weapons <laughs> um, again. It, it's a pretty. Sh- it's only four issues too, which is like kind of a plus because the trade is only ten bucks and you can read it in like a half hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. It's, it's really cool. So we start in like a lab and we get to meet this uh, like a mad scientist kind of a guy with a, with a robot that we're going to be. Or I guess is it fair to call him a robot? It's like a robot hybrid with uh, yeah. with uh, one of their old buddies that we find out later. That's, yeah, cyborg. Yeah. But looks much more robot than person. Sure. Um, the artwork is really, really cool. The thing that sticks out to me visually about this book is the page layouts are really interesting. Like, there's a couple pages where they find a way to get like 15 or 16 panels on one page. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't see books laid out this way very often. Where, like, there's some pages where they go to like a classic like nine panel grid, and then like there's this one where it's like big panels and little panels and bigger panels again. Like, it's just very like unordinary so like it, it in a good way it sticks out. like you don't see books that look like that very often i like the heart at the end yeah yeah that, that's a great panel and i think that i think what that does is it allows it to give it more story yeah it's only four issues but there's a lot that goes there's on in four yeah. issues so say there's some pages that have 16 panels <laughs> i counted them and i'm like jesus that's a dude that poor artist man yeah you have to draw 16 panels that sounds like a pain in the ass because i hear artists complain about a nine panel grid you know like that's a lot trying to squeeze as much especially when you're talking like multi-characters yeah into smaller panels like that when you start getting into stuff like this that's pretty crazy so uh we get to meet nicole here they call her nikki through a lot of the book mm-hmm. um uh, yeah just amelia very interesting power <laughs> to give so somebody awesome. she has the ability to communicate with birds <laughs> <laughs> and like we're not talking like the way Aquaman communicates with fish where he just like pushes them to do what he wants them to no, do. No, she just she They're talks like to them. She literally can have conversations and <laughs> yes. they they gossip about each other and like what yeah. pigeons they met in the park. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean Aquaman can do that too. It's not so much that he tells them what to do, it's more just like he's not according to Jeff Johns. Yeah, well, he's he's <laughs> king of the sea so they obey him basically. But... She is queen of the birds. <laughs> no, she is like legitimately one of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. she's their friend, and so she's she, got some moves. Though she just dumps yeah, like yogurt or something on this guy's car or whatever it is that she's eating. <laughs> like what a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he was parking illegally. Or yes, something? he was. Yeah. yeah, he very much was. So it's uh, it's deserved. <laughs> Livewire is a character I've heard McCord talk about uh, a couple times. I've 
finally been introduced to here in this book. And she has a current ongoing series that McCord has said is quite good. Yes. Um, she's a fun character. I like uh, she, I like the leadership role that she kind of takes trying to not only bring this group of, of kids together, but also kind of trying to lead them. Right. Uh, which which is really really cool and like Kylie brought up earlier that she used to work for the bad guy. Yeah, I think I think there needs to be a little bit of context before we go too much further. So take it away, man. Uh, in in the Valiant universe, for those of you who aren't familiar which means with it, drinking time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for the cord has the floor. <laughs> for those, yeah. So for those of you who aren't familiar, the people who are born with super abilities in the Valiant universe are very much akin to Marvel's Inhumans, where their powers need to be activated through external measures. Uh, the only difference is, is these external measures are not known to many people, and the process is treacherous. It, only one in four survive the process. Okay. So most people don't who most people don't have the uh spark is what they call it they don't have that like internal superpower waiting to come out those who do know that they have it most of them don't go through the process and those who do go through the process only one in four survive Mm -hmm. so there's very very few of these people anyway in this world and these kids uh the main kids like nikki and some of the other ones that we'll talk about uh went through this place called the harbinger foundation which was run by toyo harada who bring makes himself out to be this big philanthropist, but is in fact um, creating an army of superpowered beings behind the scenes to take over. Uh, he is outed just before this book starts, and all of his secrets are out to the world. So he's in the wind now. Now, the characters that we're following are the rejects, the ones who went through the process. It was very expensive, but their powers were... St- useless to Harada. Yeah. <laughs> and basically he's like, you your powers suck. And he kind of shoves them away into a corner. Which Puts to them be into fair, a place called the Willow. Uh-huh. Yeah. To the Willow yeah. to the Willows. Um Willows. which uh Livewire points out uh is the name where like I guess nuns would take yeah. or like uh, people would take their uh, their children when they didn't want yeah. them anymore. Yeah. It was like a, like to be adopted is what she right, says. To, yeah. to kind of ship them off. Uh, Livewire was uh, adopted herself by Harada, raised by Harada in the Harbinger Foundation and was his right-hand man oh. until it came until all this came out uh, on what a horrible person he actually was and then turned against him. So Harada, what's his deal though? What's his so Harada is one of the Harada is the one who knows how to activate, find and activate these superhumans called Psyops. Okay. He He's like an evil Professor X, right? He is. He is. Oh, okay. He he's an omega level telepath, uh telekinesis. I mean, we're talking like X-Man cable, Gene Gray level of power, but he has the convictions of Magneto. Mm-hmm. Right. So he he thinks that he's a superior race and that the only way that the world can find peace is under his rule. Knowing that you're an X-Men fan really like. Like kind of reaffirms like why like while reading this, I'm like, I would see why McCord would like this book. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of like symmetry between not necessarily like, like I'm not accusing them of copying X-Men anyway, but like, no, it's one of those things like if you like X-Men, you'd probably you like, like this. this. Absolutely. Um, there's definitely some of that going on, which is which is really, really cool. So, um, I, yeah, I like the art in here and I just love the panel layouts. They're just 
so different from a lot of stuff I'm used to seeing. And I don't think a lot of people pay attention to page layouts, but maybe I'm just a weirdo that does. Um, Because it's just part of the process. And I love the idea of like putting the the physical thing together, like laying it out of how it's going to work. I'm like, that's just an interesting way to do it. Well, I think everybody does at least subconsciously. Either a page flows or it doesn't flow. Exactly. True. You know, and, and you really True. only notice it when it's really bad or really good. And there's not like crazy like splash pages or really anything in here. A lot of them are like small little detailed panels and stuff. So like hats off to the artist because the art's really, really good. Right. The colors are really, really good too. So so uh, the robot, let's see, was it Rexo? Was that what his name mm-hmm. was? Rexo uh, Manowar. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'd like to see him go up against it. And what are the what are they called? Psy Psyots. Psyots. That's it. All the powers are psionic manifestations, which is why they're called psyots. They just manifest in different ways. So it's all oh. mental powers, but they all manifest in different ways. Hmm. Oh, okay. So the the right. Rexo robot so comes really and attacks the guy, and uh, <laughs> his powers he makes things glow. <laughs> and uh, Nikki, Nikki comes and helps. Well, we also see that the robot's job is to absorb the the powers of those he hunts, right? He so he has their blood, robot, right? Yeah. right yeah. yeah, when he when he bathes so metal, when, <laughs> blood of my enemy. <laughs> when he when he bathes in the blood of other psyots, he gains those abilities permanently. I'm dropping stuff. So, uh, Kick-ass design for the robot, though, like okay. visually striking, very cool. Because who doesn't love a big robot? Um, I don't. Owen, I think Owen's my favorite. <laughs> I love Owen. Owen is definitely my <laughs> yes. favorite. Um, it's been, like just from this first scene, like yes. immediately, like this he, guy. He has one of my favorite lines in the the whole. Book. So Owen works in like a supermarket or or there's a hardware store. Yeah, yeah. It's whatever. It's like it doesn't depot. matter. Okay. And then, <laughs> so his, his power is that he just makes things appear, but he doesn't necessarily have any control. <laughs> Things just appear. <laughs> and later on in the book, he does get kind of a control over it, or at least he's starting to like kind of figure he's out how it works. He's understanding that when he gets when he gets the stuff, it is serving a purpose. It's not just random. Yeah. Um, but so he's like stalking a shelf at work, and then a gun just shows up in his head. And this lady's like, what are you doing? And he's like, um, We don't sell guns. I, I found this. She's like, We don't sell guns. And then I, found I, it. I love that you don't get to like see the next thing. It just shows him leaving. And, and the like, security's like, watching him. They're like, You're lucky we didn't call the police. <laughs> yeah, he just gets fired. Love that. And this must happen a lot because he's like, Great. Now I'm now homeless I'm and unemployed. Yeah. Again, I guess he says. Yeah, because he mentioned that he was sleeping on somebody's couch before, but mm-hmm. now he's recently homeless. That's like the most original power I've, I've heard of in a while. Like he just makes things appear, but has no control over it. I love it. it. Over what it is, when it comes, or why it's there. He's the my favorite. The balloons, hilarious. Yeah, so so funny. So uh, he's walking down the street, and all the street signs start like pointing him in different directions, like telling him where to go. And at first, he's like, "Is this real?" And uh, he finds uh, Nikki. And she's Who all needs help. Yep, she's all beat up from the robot. They had a cool epic battle and all that. 
Yeah, she's got uh, moves. Oh yeah, like Aladdin style moves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would have gone there, but oh yeah, I get, I got you. Yeah, like a ball. She, she, she did the pole vault thing. Of all things across, to pull from, uh, like yeah. all that. She did the pole vault thing across the rooftops, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's, that's just like an interesting pull, though. Like of all things to say, like those are some Aladdin moves right there. <laughs> so well, he, Aladdin's so, on the brain right now. So he's saving Nikki, and then they're gonna get shot at, and an umbrella appears. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tries to be useful and i can't even remember what he's trying or, or a yeah, shotgun. oh yeah he's, yeah, he's to like the shotgun he's like let's back. see how he does against a shotgun and it gets an umbrella <laughs> and not just any umbrella it's like a little kitty umbrella it looks like some yeah, yeah anime it looks like a cat yeah. yeah very funny um so they're running from the robot and nikki's trying to like pull down a fire escape so they can get and away, then they obviously. use the umbrella yeah to get it down yep just it just point that out <laughs> Then Livewire shows up, and so it was the one behind the blinking lights. Yes. So that's what I was gonna say. You want to kind of explain what she because she like controls technology. Mm-hmm. Then is yeah. that basically so Livewire is a technopath. Okay. She can control well, any a term for it. Yeah. <laughs> she can Bluetooth things. Yeah. <laughs> she can Bluetooth. She's yeah, a human Bluetooth. They make that joke later. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Uh, yeah. So she can control anything that's electronic at all. Uh, including a kind of like telekinesis. Like she can bring it to her. So if you have something electronic, Mm -hmm. she can grab it at a distance and bring it to her and like assemble it like in the air. It's kind of like this invisible. Yeah, because she does it with like a cannon or whatever thing later on where she just like assembles it, Uh which is pretty kick-ass. Yeah, and then anything, anything that's connected to any kind of power source or grid or anything she has control over. Mm -hmm. Um. Even at a distance. And if they ever make a movie of her, they already have a kick-ass Motley Crue song to use in the... uh, Livewire! (laughs) Yeah, she's one of my my favorite Valiant characters for sure. Top two, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like this part where she like puts like the cannon thing on her hand and just like blasts the robot in the face. Yes, they're fighting Rexo. Yeah, Rexo Man of War. (laughs) From here on out. And she's trying to figure out his code. But, but she, she can can't. she can read it. She just can't understand it. Yes. Yeah. So if she can like control him, yeah, how come she can't like shut him down or anything? She can once she understands the code. Okay. Is that how she's okay. trying to hack him? Basically. Right. Uh, I got you. Yeah. See, like pages like this, I'm like, man, the amount of panels you got on this page that just shows them running down the street, but it's like 16 panels. Yeah. It is. <laughs> and like the, all different sizes of di- you know, like I say, it's just. It's very visually different than what you're, what I'm, at least what I'm used to seeing. Not like I'm like some like I read everything, but <laughs> I read a lot, and I'm not used to seeing books like this. It it stood out to me like, oh wow, that's an interesting choice. I feel bad for like the script that this poor artist got for this one page because it's like, okay, page like sixteen, eighteen panels, <laughs> panel one, like, <laughs> like that poor guy. That's if they went into that much detail. Yeah, yeah. To be knows. fair, there really is only twelve panels on that page. It's it looks tw- like more because twelve panels. Yeah, is Tyler, so, count. Twelve is a lot. Twelve is a lot. Twelve is a lot. Like typically, sometimes we get like two. Can't count that on two your hands. Page, like one panels. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can't count that on your hands. So. <laughs> I do. I do have my sandals on. Which <sighs> you can't like count to ten and then just like put two in your head. Like okay, my hands plus two. <laughs> Trying to get the point across of how many twelve is. So they're running away, and then they make it to a rooftop. Nikki and Owen. Yeah, so they escape. 
to the rooftop where she's got all of her pigeons and stuff. She lives assembled. up there with her birds. <laughs> yeah, she lives in a pigeon house on top of a roof. <laughs> yes. And they're really good alarm clocks, especially looking out for creepers. Love this page. Yeah. yeah. Love this page. Absolutely. Like, I don't know. You're just, so cute. Even if you took all the dialogue off of the page, just like love the, the artwork there of them like laying together, but getting like kind of turning away from each other and then coming together. And so you're like, oh, I see what they're doing. I um, love them. What? I love them. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're great. Yeah. Uh, and then it's morning. Yep, yeah, and the the birds bring bagels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also eat the bagels. Would you? Yeah, would you eat a bagel if it was in a bird's mouth? If I, I was mean, homeless I and jobless, and I'd yeah. probably be hungry enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I'm eating worse. <laughs> also, she knows where they got it from. So I mean, she can be like, "Hey, where did you get this from?" That's I mean, true. she can. She can talk to birds. She can't make them tell the truth. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's true. true. That's true. Like, uh, I found it over there. But they're you know? like family. It's <laughs> in a bag. The like... birds don't have a reason to lie to Nikki. Oh, man. I love funny. this too. The the panels that show where they are, but it looks like a GPS system. Yeah. For sure. It's like and just it, a you can just map. follow them where, all around the city where they're going. I know. I love like at first their plan is like they're going to go find this other guy they used to know. And then they go out and then like the street signs like has their names out like. What what if we just follow that? <laughs> like you know what? Good call, good call. Well, you know what? We'll start there, and that's a uh, live wire again, obviously, kind of. And so they get there, and Livewire's name is Amanda, right? Mm-hmm. Amanda, please. Um, nineties kids got that joke. Nobody at this table. Did, yeah. But, okay. <laughs> no, I got it. I just refuse to laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's dumb, at least acknowledge my stupidity. No. so she's like basically like hey look guys someone's hunting you down i'm trying to protect you guys that was me that was you know controlling the signs last night and telling you where to go kind of that whole deal and uh let's see here the guy who can make things glow inanimate objects inanimate objects (laughs) that's his power here (laughs) best power of all time (laughs) makes inanimate objects glow Creepy yes. as shit, though. They yeah, come in handy every now and then. Right. Know, well, like, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean that... if you don't have a flashlight. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well I mean, <laughs> like, you know, when you're camping. Well, even even <laughs> even in this shit. panel, when he he's coming into a room in the dark and he's got his baseball bat because he had been attacked previously, making that baseball bat glow like that actually is a legitimate use for that, a practical use for that ability. Everything's a lightsaber. It was him. very reminiscent. <laughs> yeah. um, him and his awesome. glowing baseball bat was very reminiscent of Matt Wagner's mage for me. It's a uh, character's Kevin Matchstick, and he carries a baseball bat, but it's basically Excalibur. That's it's, the it's first mage shout out on the history of this podcast. Mage. <laughs> awesome. It finally, <laughs> he finally finished his trilogy up after like 30 years. So that's the end <laughs> of the first issue is kind of with the uh, unsuspecting. Dum, dum, dum. Yes. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> The robot guy kills the guy who makes things glow. glow no Rexo? More. Rexo kills... Rexo Manowar. Yeah, I think his name was Billy. Let's go with Billy. <laughs> it was Jeff? Yeah, I think Billy, it was Martin. Actually. Billy Baseball Bat. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Mortimer. Or, pretty uh, sure it was Martin. Uh, it was Martin. <laughs> or was it Martine? Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So the start of issue two... They're talking about stuff. 
Well, they're, they're, they're talking about how they can't. <laughs> they're talking about how they lost. She's in and we just took a shit dive. Yeah, they're, they're talking. Uh, yeah, we need to finish this. There's some conversation that goes on. Well, they're, they're talking about how they haven't had any contact with their friends since last Dang night. It. I told McCord I was going to lean on him. I'm trying to hand off the ball. <laughs> He's just not taking it. <laughs> um, all these panels are gorgeous. Like uh, the the colors on them are really live wires cool. techno. Yeah, so this is the first time where live wire is actually able to see inside Rexo, which is cool. But then she gets shut out again too. Not cool. No, <laughs> less cool. So uh, they have to go find a guy. Yep, and they have a knife. Owen gets a, and Owen gets a heart balloon. <laughs> Just like in the middle, yeah. Just in the yeah. middle of, of them balloon. trying yep. to find a uh, guy. What's his name? Carjack. Yes. Uh, cheap Jack. It's so cheap. funny when yeah, they Cheap Jack. It's they hold hands and then all of a sudden, poop, heart balloon. <laughs> he's like, oh crap! Yeah, <laughs> he just has this balloon. Like what? Like what other explanation could you have? Like ah, oh, son of a bitch. And so, um, I mean, luckily he didn't just let it go. Cheap Jack's <laughs> thing is like he can like touch stuff and like find out where it came from. The, mm-hmm. the true owner. Yeah. The original owner? Yeah. Yeah, he basically can see the history of inanimate objects. Yeah. Okay. That that's a power that I feel like is cool, but it's also very limited on how useful it is. Longshot has that same ability. Really? Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely somebody on cool. Heroes did too. It's definitely cool. I just don't know how like useful it would be. Well, think think about like a forensic oh, scene. Gosh. Oh, for sure. For example, you know, if there's anything left. Hey, we found the murder. We-, we found this weapon. Can you see if it's the murder weapon or not? Yeah. Mm, nope. This. So this he can wasn't. touch it and see like everything it's ever been through. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Okay. Yep. It's kind of like did it, any of you guys read Chew? No. He had no. that same power, but he had to eat. Yeah, something. I, I remember. Yeah, he he eats stuff and, and he like can see the, the whole animal's life. After yeah. He's so that's the, yeah. he worked for the police because he'd go to a the crime scene and he'd published. have to eat like part of the body. <laughs> that's gross. But he could figure out what happened feels the pain yeah so so i mean yeah so if you find a knife at a at a murder scene he can tell you exactly who it belonged to for sure immediately um okay so he touches the knife and he he's kind of like i'll tell you where it is but you gotta buy some right I'm like man hustling that <laughs> well, he's gotta make his money that's, that's something about the valiant universe in general um they do have a more grounded take on superpowers where they're not all like just super altruistic or mm-hmm. super evil. It's like, no, I'm using my powers to make a living. Like, definitely. I, oh, yeah, for sure. Ha- or, I mean, hey, the would. cops just showed up. I can make them forget that I was here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. So he tells them they need to look for somebody named the scavenger. Um, and this is a really good scene for Owen, too, because he still doesn't really understand his powers yeah. or how they work. And so he asks him to touch the balloon and see if it belonged to somebody. He's like, no, it belongs this is to yours. you. So, like, Basically confirming that like he just makes things out of thin air. He's not. He said this whole time he figured he'd been pulling this stuff from other people, which like would make sense. Like you wouldn't assume that you're just like assembling atoms <laughs> yeah. together. You know what I mean? Versus like teleporting things from, from other places. Right. Who tells you know? them about El Vato? Uh, the bird. The bird. Okay. El Vato. <laughs> which, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that crow is so funny. Yeah, so Owen at this point starts hanging out with one of the crows. <laughs> that yeah, Nikki has. yeah, but he doesn't know which one. But he is. doesn't know which yeah. one of the crows. <laughs> he it thinks is. it's Bert, right? Well, there was there Bert? was Bert and 
there was another one because he even asked her at one time he's like she's like which one is he? he's like i don't know yeah she's like his name is bert he's like oh like bert and ernie she's like no like bert from mary poppins <laughs> <laughs> okay a more sophisticated bird if you will and the pigeon's super surprised when he said he's never seen mary poppins yeah <laughs> so retzo retzo remix rexo man of war is uh so this guy's name is avi right that's his short name yeah, yeah like nickname for all intended purposes uh his power is pretty cool too he can just like turn to stone that's a useful yeah, but he can't move I, while he's it would be, stoned. It's I like mean, a gargoyle in the I was, yeah. I was While okay. I read this, I was really thinking about how messed up it would be. Like, especially when he's underwater. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's... And you can't move. You don't know. I, I mean, really like that, kinda... though, because like it is useful, but it also sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he, he can use it to good use, which he does later when he gets picked on by a couple guys. But which then also, awesome, like, when you bro, brought up yeah. the thing about drowning and stuff, I was like, what do you do? You're like, yeah. you, you just watch yourself die, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so he how, is how aware. He escaped the willows when the willows was attacked, too. He said he was just hiding, so he must have just turned into a statue and they walked right past him. So he's aware of what's happening around him when he's a statue, right? Uh, he, I believe so. I imagine so. He seems to be. Yeah. Okay. I, don't think he just I, I mean, out. I thought so because. Later on, when he's under the water, it's like right. Well, and and when he when he's getting beat up by the by the guys, he uses it very efficiently. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he goes in, waits for the hit, gets hit, go, gets out, moves, turns to stone, gets hit. Yeah. So I mean, like he he seems to be aware while he's. But I wonder, does he break? Statue? Because he's, I mean, he falls pretty hard right here, but his arm doesn't break. Well, he he seems to. He gets cut in that panel right there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He gets slashed, but it seems like it repairs itself every. Can he, he can he break that. when he's stoned though? I think so, and I think that's why he pulls out the hammer. Right oh, I, I took that as he barely. I mean, he was getting uh, cut as he turned to stone. That's what I took that as, but I could be wrong. But like, he, but I mean, Rexo legitimately pulls out a hammer. Gotcha. Well, like Mary yeah. says, he does fall pretty hard though. It's like his elbow cracks or anything. Yeah, I but I think it does have some kind of regenerative power because when he shifts back, he doesn't have the cut anymore. True. So basically, Nikki and Owen show up to come help. And like uh, McCord said, they were all at the uh, Willow's place together. So it was like an institute or something kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Basically an orphanage where Herodotus and his rejects. Because okay. they were too expensive to throw away, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He didn't think that their powers were useful enough to to be part of the Heart of Your Foundation. And just like these little skinny, tall panels, and then like the decision to split these two—you just you don't see that a lot. It's You're just interesting. Hear a lot of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not even—I don't know. I stuff like that just sticks out to me while I was reading this. I kept thinking that, and I was sober reading it, so it's not like oh, Tyler's drinking now. Like, <laughs> like while I was reading it, I was just like, man, just like really interesting decisions made on like almost every page. Owen uses the heart balloon to distract Rexo. Yep. Yes. Successfully. And then he gets a... Did, so did he make the squirt gun? No, he, he stole it from Rexo. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, he's got it up. He's got it yeah. there. It's like a flame, little flame. Oh. Like cool. Mary, oh. pay attention. But, well, I but thought a, it was a water gun. But, but another thing that uh, Cheap Jack said that we failed to mention was when he told him where the balloon came from, he also said, and be careful with it because it's full of hydrogen. Oh, that's right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not helium. It's hydrogen. So he's oh. just been carrying around a hydrogen-filled balloon with him all day. <laughs> Best panel in the whole that. book right here. <laughs> the Bang, <bandwidth>. woof. <laughs> 
And it makes no sense why I thought it was a squirt gun. So then, yeah, so then he steals the he steals the flamethrower from Rexo and hands him the balloon and turns around and shoots the balloon with the yes. flamethrower and it explodes Very smart. on Rexo. Good job, Owen. I knew that's why you were my favorite. Never see a flamethrower that looks like, it looks like so a squirt much. gun. <laughs> There's zero issue. And then Owen. he and gets stabbed. Too. Yeah, Owen gets fucked up. Yeah. His lung's only punctured, yeah. maybe. Livewire is like, don't worry, so far at least it's only punctured your lung. He's like, I need lungs. That, 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 that's my favorite line. <laughs> I need my lungs, Amanda. <laughs> the fact that he like throws the first name in there, just so yeah. like, like, I need like, lungs, Amanda. Where it hit, it doesn't, it, you know, at worst, it's probably just, you know, punctured a lung. I need my lungs. <laughs> and this is where, so he's bleeding, obviously, and then a, a uh, pillow pops up, a... Uh, a wagon, a, wagon <laughs> a a singing bass that you hang on the <laughs> hang on the wall. How does, who, what, who had how does one that of serve? <laughs> how is that purposeful? I don't, I don't know. But like the wagon, we never get to see how huh? because it had they, a they can load him up into the wagon and carry him off and yeah. with a pillow, pillow, so he's comfortable. Yeah, obviously he's, comfy. he's laying on the ground. Yeah. So and the, the, and the singing bass is clearly to just distract him from the pain. <laughs> I guess because yeah. those things immediately just draw to your attention. Like, look, it's a singing fish. Because it's 1997, and that's really interesting. It's telling him to take him to the river. Maybe he needed to go to the river. Dude, how many of those things did they sell back in the day? Oh, Probably so many. many. <laughs> I don't know who the hell came up with that thing. They made a lot of money. We had one in our garage. I'm not kidding. I also had Dude. one. My dad, it was like, mine. My dad, like, just recently got rid of it, like, within, like, the last year. Like, he's kept oh, it all this time and finally, really? and finally oh. like, retired it because it didn't work anymore. <laughs> Just need batteries. No, oh. I like his head like wasn't turning anymore when he like oh, go to sing. Dang it! Yeah, oh no! <laughs> it, only, <laughs> it only lasted twenty years. <laughs> That's quality. I mean, it's made in America. <laughs> it was made in America. <laughs> so they went somewhere I don't know where, and he got bandaged up. Well, going. another Saya who's a healer. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, this it, is flashback stuff, friend. right? Uh-huh. Of yes. them at the. Uh, the Willows place. Gosh, can you not tell? And it's I, in a I, different. And I do like talking about your panel filtered. setup. You, it's the opposite. It is. It's, it's, it's a, exactly it, the same, but you know, it's the flashback, the opposite page. I just, I just keep thinking, like, in like, I, don't get me wrong, I'm not an artist by any means, but I just keep thinking, like, dude, if I'm an artist and I get a page that looks like this, and then the script, I'm like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> like all of these, I gotta put a person in every single one of those panels. Like you can fuck right off. <laughs> but it works so well with the story, though. Like he must have been oh, super. Yeah. Pleased by it when he finished it, it was like worth it. Well, that sucked, but that's pretty awesome. And uh, obviously, like tone changes really quick too, because he's really like happy, like kind of buddy buddy with them for the first little bit. Like I haven't seen you guys, hey! But then, like, kind of as soon as shit gets real, he's like, "Hey, look, I don't want nothing to do with any." I'm of just this. a student. Yeah, yeah, I'm a student. I just got to go to school. I just want to live my life. And then that's this it. book takes a hard turn and gets real as shit for a minute, where it's yeah. like you're like, "Oh, why is he in such a shitty mood?" And then, okay, so it's not immediately, but we go back to him later and where he kind of talks about just his, like, day-to-day struggle. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, man. Because he's Arabic. Yeah. Yeah, and so he has to deal with... Racism. The, the racism in and he general. Wears, and he wears a turban around. Right. So it's... On top of... He's a Sayat, yeah. too. And now Sayat's... It, this is all, like, new to the public, right? So now the Harada files and stuff are all out, and so... Now he's got to deal with that too, and all the Harada files are out. So any Sayat that has been activated by Harada yeah. is now known to the public. And so 
in in the shoes of a ignorant person, here's a person with abilities that allow him to do things in which they presume to be harmful things because of his background and where he comes from is now more powerful than the average person so they automatically assume that they he's going to damage them in some way right um yeah and that's ninjax that's who she's talking to i kind of figured as much he looked like a ninja i had no idea (laughs) yeah uh amanda and ninjak have best friends on again off again kind of situation especially now (laughs) more often. And this guy, <laughs> this is bad guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Mad scientist guy. Yeah. Bun guy. Has a name. That Cannot remember what it is. Uh, well, that's that's the uh, scavenger. Oh, okay. But he had another name, didn't he? Because then they have like yeah, two names. Yeah. That, yeah. He has like his real name, yeah. Dr. Whatever. Dr. Bob. But but essentially he has the same Dr. powers yeah. as Forge from the X-Men where he has the ability I don't know. He has to, a man bun. to build anything that he basically can conceive of. So he can build or fix anything that he sees with just random parts around. He just knows exactly what he Jeffrey. needs in order to build or fix whatever he needs. I'm going to call him Jeffrey. His name is Jeff? He looks like a Jeffrey. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so yeah, here's where we kind of get, this is the start of issue three where we kind of get into Avi's um, stuff. Like he mentioned earlier, he's just trying to be a student. He's basically just trying to get through <laughs> the day. Yeah. But, you know, and, and this is something He just that, wanted the headaches to stop. Yeah. yeah which and is why he, he went to get to Harada to get active. Yeah. And he constantly hears the, you know, the voices behind him and the remarks and everything else. And um, th- this is a scene where I thought, like, man, if you're somebody that's ever had to deal with prejudice of any kind, immediately you're just like, yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I I, can't really identify with this scene because I've been as much because, like, luckily I have been, you know, born into a certain uh, ethnicity where that's not necessarily an issue for me. But I felt for people I'm like, man, if you're someone that's had to deal with that kind of stuff, I bet this kind of speaks pretty well, pretty loud to you. And, and, you know, even though I am Caucasian too, I lived in Mexico for two years and I dealt with a lot of that myself. Hey, gringo. <laughs> oh, oh I, I did. I did get a lot of that. That's, but, that's but, a nice way. Yeah. Kylie, when but you I, went to Africa, did, did you feel anything? Uh, no, they, they all wanted to become our he's friends. Like, he's so like, we, they, they worshipped we, we would bring them. <laughs> wow. Out, they, we would bring them home. Well, uh. yeah, that's better than where I was. But um, <laughs> I kind of breaks my heart, actually. No, but um, like, but I got I got a lot of I got a lot of heat too. I remember getting my haircut once, and the guy who had his back to me getting his haircut in the mm-hmm. other chair, flat out said, "I'm gonna go kill me a gringo today." Oh, jeez! Like, <laughs> oh, like yeah. sinking, he's like sinking down the chair. He's like, "Good Not thing me. there's no gringos around here." Yo, si hablo español, Soy mexicano. I just look white. Shout out to our Spanish-speaking friends, right? You know, so I mean, like, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely had to deal with that for better or worse. Um, because I wore a suit most of the time when I was in Mexico, they thought I was a drug lord because I was an American in a suit in Mexico. Oh, no. um, the little kids thought. Were I you was on a part mission? Is that why you were in Mexico? Uh, oh, is that where you did your your mission? That was mm-hmm. in Mexico. Yeah, so oh. I served a mission for my church in Mexico. What the, the part of Mexico? Querétaro, uh, mostly. Okay, it's like the there was a it's the exact geographical center of Mexico. Okay, it oh. was a big like monument that told me that <laughs> um but the little kids thought i was part of the men in black 
Got that a lot. Uh, <laughs> but no, but but I I, I was like, how there supposed to be two of you? A man <laughs> I I was I guess it's fortunate at the same time that I had the ability to see from the outside in in a way that I never had the opportunity to do so before. But I have definitely been afraid for my life in different situations because of the color of my skin mm-hmm. and because of what Does that give from. you kind of a, pers- a different perspective on like racism and prejudice when you come back home? You know oh, I, mean? I do. And I've, I've lived in other countries too. I also lived in Germany and stuff. And the way that it's dealt there is completely different than the way that it's dealt here. It's, you know, but it, it exists in all. And then, uh, I think the worst I had it was I think we were in Australia when Bush took us into war and drugged Australia into it, and they were not happy with Americans, and they were very vocal about it. So we would say we're from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're from Canada. Crikey, look over there! That's one of them damn Bush supporters. <laughs> well, there was there was propaganda in Mexico saying that we were only That's sending terrible. Mexicans to the war so that Americans. That is not terrible. That's pretty die. spot wow. on. I'm I'm pretty proud of that. Actually. So they were not they were not <laughs> they happy with that like either. That. Interesting. Even though that wasn't that obviously wasn't true, dude. I feel bad for Australian people because like the crocodile hunter ruined the reputation of you guys uh, for I th- so I long. Think Crocodile Dundee did that long. <laughs> oh, that's true. But like, but like, like for ignorant <laughs> Americans such as myself, like that's like the go-to like Australian is like the crocodile. Like, cause I listen I to other. I guess that depends on how old you yeah, are. Like, like, I'm, I'm with you. Dundee. Paul Hogan. Like, yeah. That's not that annoying. <laughs> this here. That's, that's annoying. But like, I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts and I listen to a couple of podcasts that have Australians on them and like when you listen to australians speak at least the majority of them that i know that i've like talked to a bunch of them but a lot of them i've heard speak it's like the accent's there but it's not like that you well, know what i mean but it so can, it's like oh it they, can it, be there there were times when we were there um where i would be buying something and they would rattle off the amount so quick and with that heavy mm-hmm. accent i'd go Huh? Uh, and they take the like the register thing and turn around. This is your total. Oh, okay, here, here you go. I, I think I, it's just like <laughs> anywhere. Like if you go to the south, they have a really prominent right, accent. Yeah, yeah. If you go to in, New York, some, they have in some places. But they're not yeah. all like worst case scenarios. They're, they're not all. They're like, not all like like thickest the exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But like the, those like not every person accents. in the south like you know. <laughs> See, and I <laughs> I, I, watch, I actually watch television from all over the world, and I actually watch a little bit of Australian. And sometimes you get guys. Oh, my name is George. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, like dinosaurs. Like, yeah. did he just say like Dude, dinosaurs? If you guys, if you guys <laughs> can see the face that McCord makes when he does it. <laughs> what know, about uh, the Korean dramas, Mary? Nah. Okay. What, what <laughs> I don't about know. them? McCord brought up multicultural TV, so I just Mary yeah, watches. I've been a lot of, of places. I, I like to watch a lot of different things. <laughs> so. Mary watches a lot of Korean television. I do. BTS. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Rep it. Um I love this scene so much where these guys come try to give Avi crap and he messes him up, dude. This scene of like the one dude's leg getting broken is yeah. so freaking well, good. Every time they try to punch him or kick him, he turns into stone, so they're basically just punching a statue and then yeah. breaking like their hands. Blaming and... him for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like oh, yeah, you went that's to how punch him. That's yeah. how ignorance works. Yeah, like the one guy's such an idiot. Like even after they're all like messing themselves up, he's like, You screwed, man. We we got you on video, man. Everyone's gonna see what you did. Like what you did. But unfortunately, <laughs> you yeah. They, yeah. They're they're gonna have, you know, that sympathy on their side. Oh, yeah. 
Like I said, there's a couple times this book gets kind of real for a second. Yeah. There's he, a part later. Is, I like Owen, but uh, Avi's probably my second favorite okay. just because. I like of, Avi's. Of there's a part the later where Nikki all calls the out the cop where she's like, oh, I know why yeah. you put your hood up and stuff. And you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a couple moments in this book where you're just like, whew. It's a little... <laughs> a little hard. Well, and that and that you'll find that trend holds through through a lot of value. And that's what I'm saying. Like it has a much more real world view than say like the Marvel and DC suit universes do, mm-hmm. superhero universes. It's definitely a different flavor too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like obviously, like I mentioned, this is the first Valiant book I've ever read. It's the only Valiant book I've ever read. So I'm not gonna like group them all together and say like this tone fits the other ones because it probably doesn't. But this is definitely a different flavor from the the Marvel and DC that you're used to getting. So they have like this big tank thing. It has a name that's mentioned earlier, but I can't remember what it's called. It says uh, police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's been retrofitted specifically to deal with psyops. The psyops, yeah. The APV-800 military anti-psyop vehicle. I think that's what Robocop thought. <laughs> that's what the Friends of Humanity use in the X-Men. Yeah, it look. It reminds me of the the Batmobile from Dark Knight Returns. A little bit, yeah. Where it's like just a tank. <laughs> yeah, just a tank. That that's a that's that's one of my favorite lines in that movie. I think it was a tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like one of the best. Moments. I mean, I know we're not talking about DC, but like that's like one of the best moments in Dark Knight Returns, where like Frank Miller's kind of retcon of like where Batmobile comes from, where he's talking about Jason instead, where Batman's like, yeah, it's like. You know, Jason used to call us the Batmobile, like something a kid would say. Whatever. I'm like, oh, I love that. So beautiful. <laughs> so good with him and Carrie Kelly. So good. Anyway, so they're roaming through the streets. Poor Avi, man. He's just riding his skateboard. <laughs> the poor guy cannot catch a break <laughs> He's at like, all. He's like, I just, I'm, you know, I'm, like, I'm, my own just, business. I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. And they come out, immediately pull guns on him. Two cops. They, Avi's unarmed at this point. I mean, they like he, like McCord mentioned, it's public knowledge that he has powers here. But I mean, he's not. I mean, Stone's not bulletproof. I guess, right? No. I mean, he'd get chipped at least. Right. How does that work? If he gets shot when he's stoned, is there like a piece of his skin missing when he turns? Well, see, that's why I was saying. I think it has some kind of regenerative abilities because because he can be broken and then shift back and then shift back to stone. And he, but I think if he gets like totally broken, I think mm-hmm. I think he'd that's, be done. Yeah, yeah. Like so. the gargoyles from. Gargoyles. <laughs> these, Gargoyles. These cops are these cops are straight up dickwads. So Nikki just sends the crows in, <laughs> which I actually kind of find like really messed up on her part because they just start firing guns at the crows. I'm like, man, send your birds in there to get shot. <laughs> like, go her, for me, those birds. Are her friends. Supposedly. Die for me, birds. Yeah, but you know how hard it is to actually hit something like that yeah. in, in that kind of chaos, too. Oh yeah. Like I have never shot a bird. Um, I imagine it's quite hard. I have played Duck Hunt. <laughs> and that dog laughed at me a lot. Dude, that shit made me so mad every time he missed. He's like, he's like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, fuck you. Maybe you should just be good at it. And the gun doesn't work on the dog either. You're sitting there like, you son of a bitch. The key is to turn the brightness up on your television. Oh. And you never miss. Oh. He's a thief. Kylie just cheat. becomes bullseye all of a sudden. <laughs> No, you can say that. Ky- Kylie's <laughs> hacking the NES. <laughs> the 8-bit NES. I don't understand. On a tube, How does that work? On a tube uh, television. I don't know. It just did. Oh. Do you remember old TVs used to be able to like, turn up the contrast and the brightness? And stuff? Well, you can still, you can do, still, that. still do that. Still can. That's true. But, but the way that the gun <laughs> works is, 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 is a light like reflective mirror. Corner. 
So mm-hmm. it like flashes a light at the screen and that's kind of how it registers where you hit. Oh. So when so if you turn up the brightness on the screen, it's like a shotgun. Dude, Duck Hunt gotcha. was ahead of its time. <laughs> it was, man. It was Makes sense. super sophisticated. I've never actually played enforcers. that game. So. You never played and Duck then Hunt? Was the super no. <laughs> oh. So uh, Nikki shows up with the birds and she she calls out the cop like, I know why you pulled your hood up and everything so the dash cam can't see you because you're going to fucking kill this guy. Right. Whatever. And like the cop confirms it later. He's like, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a douche. Then they escape. Yeah, then they escape. And I don't know who this person is. This is so. So this is the this is the hacker that released all of Harada's files. Oh, oh how the how is this guy still alive? Did the Harada file release happen fairly recently? Just before this book. Okay, because I would like this guy would be the first guy to be dead. I think. Yes. Yeah, so, so that so that <laughs> happens in Harbinger Renegades. Okay. But it basically wipes out all of Harada's resources, and so Harada has to go on the run. So Harada's in the wind right now plotting somewhere skeeby i mean I, if you I, look, I wouldn't think he'd have a long life if you look closely that, you can like you can no, tell he, where he's he can at. also he can also uh cover his tracks pretty well too i mean he's a psychotic hacker i was gonna say if you can see closely uh you can tell where he's at he's on that place where newman i don't know his real name on jurassic park was at where he put <laughs> out something and he's like, see, see no, one no one cares. cares. <laughs> That's where he's at. That's where he's at. Good pull, Mary. <laughs> that, that does I think that's exactly, the same table, too. Yeah, that looks exactly <laughs> like that. Dude, now I feel like that has to be intentional. <laughs> don't, use, don't use my name. <laughs> I feel like that has to be Next intentional Next time we run into Eric Heiser, we got to ask him. <laughs> yeah. If that was a choice of like, his, or maybe I've that was never... a choice of the artist, maybe. Oh, yeah, that too. It's like, oh, I got to put him somewhere. I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. And put him well, I, It's check. something I didn't notice when I read this a couple days ago. The, the color changes. Like, I mean, you're flipping. I mean, it was Pretty just drastic. orange before. Then all of a sudden now it's like you got the pink hues. And then when and you get like, into like Lord. a lot of the live wire stuff, it's a lot of purples yeah. and pinks. Like a, a different shade of pink. I don't think pink. that really registered when I uh, read it. So. Very visually entertaining book. Even if you're just kind of flipping through the book. Um, so they're fighting the cops, and then Obvious playing a dangerous at. game right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's literally like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like as he's being shot at, turning. Nikki got shot at. Yeah, I love the cop just getting smacked with a fucking skillet, though. Yes, <laughs> like he just goes straight up like Foghorn Leghorn on his head. <laughs> what? That's it's Owen turns it's into like a suit cabong. of armor. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I would turn into a suit of armor with a frying pan. It should have been a guitar, huh? If you're going to put Kabong on there, it should have been a guitar. Yeah, Owen Owen turns into like a knight in armor as he's getting shot at with a frying pan in his hand that allows him to hit the cop with it. And they're able to escape. Which is like right here, he's like starting to like put it together a little bit. So you've read more stuff after this. Does he like, does that mature more his ability to conjure? Things. They haven't gone into a whole lot with these characters. Oh, really? So hmm. they're they're there, they're present, but the focus is not on them. They're How mo- new is this? They're Secret mostly weapons. Pretty darn okay. <laughs> it, it's within the last. It's within the last couple of years. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It's it's within the last couple of years. This leads into Harbinger Wars Two, which happened within the last. But that still is kind of surprising months. to me that they haven't. I mean, really... I read it last year when Wasatch when you gave it. 
Well, see, but they only put out six to eight books a month, too. True. So they got to pick and choose where the characters come in. So the next time you see them is in Harbinger Wars 2. 2017. Ah. Yeah, so so that was a couple years. And then Harbinger Wars 2 picks up where basically because of what's going on in this book, Livewire decides to wage war on all of the United States. Because why not? not end well. Livewire getting like blindsided by the freaking robot, the robot yeah, Rexo. like smashed in the back of the head. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> so, it's kind of an intense. Oh, it's brutal, scene. dude. Wham! But you gotta have things. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a wham song. Fail. <laughs> it may as well be. Livewire yeah. got caught by Rexo. video of all time. Okay, yeah, so Livewire has been taken now. She's captured by robot and mad scientist guy. Rexo. With the John Lennon glasses. And uh, his name is Jeffrey? Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. No, it's never Jeff. It's always Jeffrey. Well, but that's what you call him to piss him off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Is he Jeff? I, with <laughs> He's a, I know. <laughs> Jeff's that spell their name with the O are the worst Jeffreys. <laughs> like, why is there an O there? Or is he spelled Joffrey? Joffrey, yeah. Joffrey. <laughs> like, every time I've ever seen Jeff spelled that way, I'm like, why? <laughs> like, G-E-O-F-F? Yeah. Like, and me, being like one of the biggest Jeff Johns fans on the planet, every time I see his name on a book, I'm like, but why? <laughs> Ask his parents. Ask his parents. <laughs> like, why would you do that to your son? <laughs> like, you're teaching your kid, like, to read and stuff, you're like, you know, sound it out, Jeff. It's like, I can't. There's an O <laughs> in the middle of my name. <laughs> Geoff. It was probably the same guy that invented uh, how to spell Colonel and Baloney as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh God. That guy. And that's how he spelled Needs to be Jeff. talked to. Dude, Colonel screwed with me for the longest time. Like when I was a kid, like yeah. Colonel. Like, Colonel. <laughs> that's yeah. what I said It took me forever. It's not even like. A letter that r- makes an R sound in no, that word. No, I, it's true. But kind of like at least your, your name's speakers, like spelled we are how it sorry. sounds for the most part. No one ever gets it though, because like there's because the English language sucks. Like yeah, because exactly. there's multiple, exactly. but like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's spelled there, how there, it and there, English two, two, English and two. There's not like unnecessary your, your. things or letters in your name that make it. You know what I mean? I just think most people would go for the I E at the end instead of the E Y, but like. When do you yeah. find out it's E Y? Oh, okay. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. How did we get on that? <laughs> no one knows. Because we were calling the mad scientist Jeff. <laughs> Not even so, his name. So that you're out there on that tangent. If your name is Jeff and you're out there and you have an O with the name, just know you're the worst kind of Jeff. <laughs> like, it's not their fault. <laughs> just the worst. Unless they named themselves. Do not get your mother a Mother's Day present this year. <laughs> Those are the worst. And then any, That's John, your excuse. any Jonathans with no H, like which is J-O-N, John, you're the oh, worst. Yeah. Those are the worst. <laughs> it's not their fault. <laughs> well now now Rex so now the scientists and Rexo have live wire. So now if Rexo bathes in live wire's blood, Rexo basically almost becomes omnipotent. Oh yeah. Because is... he would be able to control all of all of the technology around him. He can connect into the internet, he can access security cameras, he can do everything. Do you have to talk about this? What? What do I have to talk about? This page. This page. What about it? It's one of the best pages. Yeah. Okay, talk about it. Record. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. 
<laughs> All right, so she's sitting on a playground talking to birds. So yes. yeah. So oh oh, at this point, uh, Owen and Nikki realize that they haven't been contacted by Livewire in a while. She's been compromised. So <laughs> so they're sitting at a playground <laughs> that's now full of pigeons, <laughs> basically getting a scouting report of the entire city. <laughs> yes, of where Rexo is. And they're like. And the birds, and here you can actually understand what the birds are saying to Nikki, yeah. which yeah. is kind of cool. It's really, really cool. And they're saying, well, yeah, this, this When Rexo the dog guy, shows up, it's like, damn it. <laughs> dog. Yeah, dog. <laughs> they're, they're, they're saying this guy moves through the shadows, but he smells really bad like, yeah. to a bird. You know, mm-hmm. like we can still follow him, even if we can't see him. We, we can, can find s- him. We can smell him. We can find him. And then a dog shows up and chases all the birds away before they can finish their report. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dog! They all just fly at, away. At this moment, the ability to communicate with birds becomes really useful when yeah. you're trying to like scour a city well, over a short like, amount of time. Espionage. Oh, dude. Dude. Yeah. When you're just like, go find this, just all these birds like... It's like, man, you can cover a lot of ground pretty quick if you can communicate with birds, dude. Right. So it's Stotler or Waldorf? Stotler Her power Waldorf. sucks Stotler, in the wintertime, yeah. though. When all the birds are gone. She's like, oh, crap. There's always birds in New York City. Just have City. the shitty pigeons that stick around, don't go anywhere. Some of those shitty pigeons. We had a deal. Can we- she talk to Pink? There's a Seinfeld reference. McCord got one in. Maybe. Thank you for not. No. That way we didn't drop Emus. the ball. <laughs> Ostriches. Um, well, at the end of the book, they start discussing I things know. like that. So the birds, the birds find out where uh, El Vato. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and they're at El Vato. Yeah. Clever as hell, too. Like the elevator <laughs> sign, but like one of the E's and the R's are like blackened out. So E and D. E and D. So it's El Vato. Yeah. Or, yeah, oh, that's E-N-R. an R. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just repeating Mary. I shouldn't do that. Elevada. Elevada. Elevata. The birds tell them that uh, scavengers at El Vato, and it's a broken elevator sign. <laughs> I know. It sounds like one of those cool guys. Like, that, like, like when some... he shows up, like there's like a cool like guitar in El the background. Like El Vato. Right. Well, the whole time you're like, they think it's a name. They think scavenger is with El Vato, and they don't know who the scavenger or El Vato is. It's so funny. Like El Vato is like. The dude, like the guy, <laughs> El Vato, the guy, like the the dude, and then it ends up being an elevator, elevator. yeah, with a D at the end that I thought. So uh, elevated, mad scientist Jeff Elevent- with an O in his name, as you dubbed it, um, because he's the worst kind of Jeff, has really went to great lengths to make sure that Livewire is like as useless as possible, like to get rid of like. All, and he keeps telling her too, like, there's no technology in here, so like, yeah. don't even try. It's all hydraulics. There's no electronics. We're full steampunk over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> is that is that where she laughs at him? Uh, quite possibly. Um, or maybe not. not she calls him a son of a bitch, which is always good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he's telling her, he's like, it's it's a slower process because we can't use any electronics, but it'll do the job. That's yeah, basically yeah. what he tells her. Um, so they're going, they're trying to find Livewire, they get attacked by the robot guy, and this is where the stuff with Avi, <laughs> this is where it sucks to have Avi's powers <laughs> because he gets thrown underwater. So he still has to breathe, obviously, when he's stoned, right? Well, I, like, not when I, he's stoned. Well, yeah. Basically, no, basically he's what stoned. he did is he's, when he wrapped around him, he's pretty much pushed all the air out of his lungs when he turned okay. to stone, so he doesn't really have... 
he, a he, lot of time he, at that point. He has he has no way to get back up to the surface. Like he, he, he doesn't even have. But even when he does, all the air is already out of his lungs. So he he doesn't he didn't wasn't able to take a big gulp in and can now swim to has twenty seconds to swim he's to the surface. Out. He's out. Yeah. He yeah he's and Rexo says I will drown you. At least that's how I read it. Live wires in a giant blender. Yeah. Yeah. With the hydraulic press coming down on her. Ooh, daggers. <laughs> and then Owen conjures a giant hook on a chain. Yes. <laughs> Which is useful. Right. Yes. He's starting to get a good handle on this now. I and, don't uh, think he really has a handle on it. He's he's getting getting a little better. Better. He just and knows that gets gets they up. serve a purpose, maybe. Yeah, everyone gets stabbed. Nikki gets like shot in the Wait, I think like stabbed in the, the neck. part where Livewire starts laughing at the guy though. We may or may not have. See a laugh. I, thought that happened. I don't even see a ha, a chuckle, <laughs> a tee hee. Because that's cause that's kind of that's kind of important, especially for the character of Livewire. I don't remember how the line goes, Kylie. Uh, it's got to be this page here. I'm guessing. Um, kind of like you're an idiot. Yeah. So the okay. So it comes. Yeah. Later. So it comes. Yeah. It comes. Later. You want to look for? They're fighting Rexo. And they're manifesting things. Before it's like, oh, how yeah, nice of like half next, only like three quarters away through the podcast, the you decide to share your fucking. Book. I figured he he has such a good memory, he'd remember all this shit. Well, I mean, he's done good so far. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you like find a way to insult him too. Like I would have figured if he was <laughs> so smart. Nikki gets it's hit the next page. I was one page off with like a knife. <laughs> or a sh- uh, a sh- you know what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do they What do they call those things in Naruto? A sharding sharding gun sharding. or something? <laughs> I don't know. You say a sharding gun, <laughs> yeah. dude. Best, best weapon of all time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I apologize to the anime people if you're listening. I never watched Naruto. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> I don't care about Naruto. I don't remember when he had a sharding gun. <laughs> Where's that their power? <laughs> Anyways, Nikki gets hurt. Owen goes ah, and gets a piano. He and goes it what? Crashes. Yeah, ah. yeah. Owen conjures a piano to yes. drop on Rexo, yes. and then a, a, a forklift right after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's... Janet from the Good Place. <laughs> so funny too, because like later he's like, oh, I was just thinking of like those old Looney Tune cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> drops a fucking piano on him. Would have been awesome if an anvil came down too. With Acme on it. Yeah. Uh, Livewire, you know, she's a badass bitch. Yeah, she yeah. gets out. Yeah, so so here the the doctor's like, you your eyes can glow all you want. There's there's no there's no electronics in this room, and she laughs at him, just <laughs> flat out laughs at him. I think that's the laugh. Yeah, the, panel. <laughs> the panels are so small. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and she's like, dude, I'm pulling trucks from ten blocks away right now. You know, like. Okay, so there's nothing in this room except for, and she starts listing like the backup switch on that generator and that yeah. over there and that over there. It's like, oh, and by the way, all of these armored trucks that you're using to hunt Psyots are fully automated, and I'm just pulling them from like 10 blocks away now. And then they all She's start strong. just come crashing into the into the building and firing, <laughs> firing at. at Whoever she wants, I'm a boss ass bitch, bitch. And then she creates, <laughs> and then she creates that cannon on her hand again. He's like, "What? How did you? How did Which you do looks that?" Awesome. Yeah, 
which is awesome. Uh, they use the the hook and chain thing to pull Avi out of the water. No, they don't. No, they don't. Check it. They use it to drain the water. Oh, to drain yeah, to pull he pulls the plug. The plug. Kurt, so, you're right. So you're right. Avi can turn and take a breath because otherwise. Yeah, Tyler. Oh yeah, because what are they gonna hook it on to pull him out of the water? Right. Good. Yeah. Good well, on the panel before this, where she's talking to him, I, I it felt like she's gonna take him in. The way the way this discussion is going, then she just turns around and kills him. <laughs> yeah, she I was shoots like, him right "Oh, in the that's head. not what I was expecting." <laughs> He's like, "You can't, you can't stop me from my mission." She says, "Actually, I can." That's one Bye. way to go. Yeah, it works a lot better when your enemies don't get back up. Yeah. Oh yeah, so they win, you know, because good guys win. Well, except for Rexo. Yeah. <laughs> he gets <laughs> slammed with a. <laughs> When I say slam, I mean literally slammed. It says sound effect. slam. <laughs> Slammed with a forklift. Controlled by Livewire. Yeah. yeah. It's my favorite. Lo- yeah, it's love this love this page. Sucked to draw, I'm sure, <laughs> but love this page. Um, and then uh, at first, at first, you know, obviously still, he's like, hey, man, that's why I didn't want anything to do with this, whatever. And Livewire is basically like, they, like we need you here and everything. And he's like, all right. You're special. <laughs> yeah. He does have a nice You're a secret yeah, weapon. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And then, yeah, this page of just like all the tiny little panels together. So how many panels is that? More than... Uh, More than you want to count? I'm not sober enough to count them. Um, Mary is currently counting. This is great radio. Put in the Jeopardy theme right here. Thirty-four. Jesus. So, so there's, <laughs> so there's probably thirty-four panels on this page, and they're all shape in the shape of a heart. It's cute, and it doesn't even take up like the whole page. No, yeah. it takes it up like three quarters yeah. of the page. So they're really small panels, but it is a, a very cute scene where it shows uh, Owen and Nikki kind of coming together and it kind of admitting their their romantic relationship. But having she those, blushes having those, at the end, they're like one inch squares, and there's like a decent amount of detail in each panel in, in, too. Yeah. So like and that it, was a pain in the ass, yeah. forms, and it forms a heart. This that guy's a real hero. Well. He's the real this, hero. This, this was my favorite page though, where they have Livewire explaining to them on one side their powers in the middle, and then each individual on the other side of the page. Dylan. Yeah, basically like. You guys, Avi can turn to stone. Let's yep. see if you can try that on other things. Uh, Owen can manifest things, and they serve a purpose. So now we need to get your head in the game. And uh, Nikki can talk to birds. Can she talk to anything else? Is basically the yep. the yeah, page. Like, like, and so we've got no resolve of that as of yet. Not quite yet. Okay. We do know that they go and find more people out there. More useless people, and they're all they're basically all in hiding by the time Harbinger Wars Two starts, and they're. There's there's kind of a big part in Harbinger Wars 2 um, where even one of them gets, not one of these three, but one of the other ones that they found gets killed. And uh, so the story does continue, but they don't necessarily focus on these characters. Now, the one thing they did do with these characters is there are zero issues. Oh, cool. That has their or So there's a zero oh. issue of Nikki. There's a zero issue of Owen. They should have put those in the trade. Like, yeah. That would have been good to include, but here. they really like keeping their trade small and only ten bucks. So I I get them. that for the selling purpose. <laughs> yeah. I would have paid an extra four or five bucks for. But yeah, you you can find uh, you. I think you can just find them online now. But yeah, there are zero issues of these characters that goes further into hmm. their origin stories. 
Okay, and then they all hug, and they have like a huddle. Yes. And that's the end of the book. Um, that's Secret Weapons from Valiant. So we're going to do kind of a quick go around, starting with Mary. What I did like you, it. What did you like? What did you didn't like in a uh, rating on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, useless heart umbrellas filled with hydrogen <laughs> that aren't actually that useless? <laughs> How many heart balloons Useless do you heart umbrellas. Oh, heart balloons, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> useless umbrellas and heart balloons. Yes. <laughs> How many heart balloons do you give this book, Secret Weapons, Mary? Out of 10. Hydrogen heart balloons. Hydrogen. Yeah. How many hydrogen heart balloons? Hydrogen heart balloons. That's kind of hard to say. <laughs> hydrogen heart balloon. Uh, I'll give it 10 because why not? Heart balloons. Settle down there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like it. It's, it's, it's just fun. McCord? Yeah. Uh, probably eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It's certainly, again, as I mentioned before, this was the first one that I read, and I don't know why it was the first one I read, but it just what it, it was. Were in you, a were, stack were of you working ones. at the store when we got the number ones? And I don't, or? I don't think so. But uh, the way that I found it was, uh, I was supposed to man a Valiant booth at a convention, and uh, so the owner of the comic shop just handed me a whole bunch of number ones, and that was probably just the top of the stack and he just said here go read these so that you can sell them and i fell in love uh with the whole valiant universe immediately starting with secret weapons and it made me want to know so much more that i've gone back and started at the beginning of the 2012 reboot and i've read everything up through 2014 now um that owner sounds like a douche man i know he's kind of a (laughs) dick But no, but but it's been really good and it's actually been really refreshing for someone who has read so many comics for so long. It's nice to find superhero stories that I don't feel like I've already read. Oh, yeah. Like I feel like Marvel and DC often go through periods where they repeat themselves uh, quite often and, and that's all well and good and I love those stories and I love those characters, but finding something new that I, feel like I can relate to and jump into mm. immediately, but feel like it's new characters. It's new stories. Definitely. It's very refreshing. So that's the beauty of indie comics, man. It's refreshing in a sense of like, this is something else. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of Marvel and or DC, you would be a fan of the Valiant universe as well. And it yeah. would just give you more to love. This definitely speaks to the X-Men fan in you. I would assume as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Like X-Men, uh, Inhumans, um, uh, trying to think of like the DC. It's a good like ragtag like, team equivalent. of. Um, uh, the 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 closest one. It's, I can't think of anything that's like continuity wise. But like the closest one that came to my head out of this. If anyone's read the Jeff Lemire Earth One Teen Titans book, that feels mm-hmm. very similar to this. As a group of kids that kind of get thrown together that were you know kind of yeah. government conspiracy kind of stuff. I mean, they're similar tones, I guess. Well, and that's that's pretty much everything that has to deal with the Harbinger Foundation mm-hmm. is uh, so Harbinger, Harbinger Renegades, Secret Weapons, Harbinger Wars. It's all kind of like very similar to like the X Men side of the universe yeah. or the Teen Titans side of the universe of DC. Mm-hmm. You know, they have these little pocket in in each of their own universes, and that's what it relates to. Kylie, uh, I probably give it a seven. Okay, um, that's about where I'm at too. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, and what McCord was saying, you know, yeah, it is. It's kind of a different take, but it did have like those tropes that I've, you know, I've been reading since I was twelve. I've seen it. So when they're like all Couple these, all these people have these powers and they're worthless, 
But you know what? When they work together, oh, yeah. like, I saw that coming well, like yeah. a mile for, away. For this like, story, nah, yeah. for this story, yes. But I was talking about the Valiant uh, Universe. In well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every anime you've ever seen. If we all just work together, if we just form the a power of sword. <laughs> the power of friendship. Nothing can stop us. Um, yeah, about a seven. I, I, it's a fun read, a solid read. It was something new, which is always fun. It's a universe I've never played in before, which is always very fun. Like um, I said, it, it made me want to go back and and. It definitely wants. Well, it definitely things. wants me to. It makes me want to see what comes next. Like I said, because this Harbinger definitely feels too. It definitely feels like go. this is a setup for something else more than it is a story. Um, it's the start of a story. Um, which I mean, like again, most comics are, but just that there are more comics that are more like like if you if you told me like the Killing Joke, that's a story. Like right. it has a it has somewhat of an ending to it. This one definitely feels like here's this, and then it's almost an advertisement for other things. Right, um, and I felt it was kind of like getting up kind of in the middle of something because yeah. there was so much back stuff. That's that's why I want to go back because well, that's why I said I wish they kind of would have included those things. zero issues yeah. because I would have, especially just for the characters we're dealing with, it would have been nice to have those. I mean, zero they mentioned issues. like Harbinger, they mentioned hardcore, they mentioned yeah. all sorts of stuff. I'm like, I, I know these titles. Now I want to go back and see what's going on in these titles. Right. So if you're a Valiant fan, let us know what you guys think. Do you guys like Secret Weapons? If you haven't read it, I definitely uh, recommend checking it out. It's worth a read. It's only 10 bucks in any comic book shop. Check it out on Comixology if that's your preferred thing, whatever. But uh, any other thoughts on that before we move into some weekly picks? Okay, Mary, did you read Ice Cream Man? Have you failed? What? Listeners? I forgot. You failed listeners? How do you forget? I've read Sorry. Ice Cream Man, but I'm not picking it. Um, <laughs> then we'll go to McCord then. Or do you have another weekly pick? Mary has nothing. She has <laughs> failed this city. You have failed you this have city. You have failed this city. McCord, uh, weekly pick. I've actually been struggling with this myself this week. I'm trying to think of... There's so much awesome stuff in the world. There's not like one awesome thing that you're like, hey, how about this thing? I know what my weekly pick is and I haven't even seen it yet. Tonight, Agents, Agents of Shield. Shield. See, I was debating Star, that. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care I, I was debating that I haven't that. seen it. That is my pick this week. I mean, they have intentionally put that off to after Endgame and said that they're going to have a quote unquote new landscape to play with. So is there going to be like a big old? Oh, I mean, and we're not going to spoil Endgame just in case anyone hasn't seen it. But like, we're going to spoil that. <laughs> well, in case they didn't listen podcast. to that podcast. Yeah. yeah. But by the end of that movie, there's clearly a new toy box now. Right. Um, that's what they've said. I don't know. Is there going to be like a big thing at the beginning of Shield? Then, like, if you haven't seen Endgame, I don't, I don't know. know. Is there going to be that's, Tom Holland be like, "That's hey, what I'm guys. doing right after this"? Well, well, <laughs> but we left Shield with them saying Thanos is coming and there's nothing you can do about it. So that's where we left off. Yeah. And then they intentionally held off airing this episode until after Endgame had come out. <laughs> so there, there's gotta, there's gotta be something though, right? I'd hope so. I mean, they, the I mean, I was really different. hoping for a dusting at the at the season finale, but no, that didn't happen. Yeah, but I mean, it, it does kind of look like uh, at least Sky is in a new place. She has like blonde hair, and she might be five. She gets she she might better be and better every season. <laughs> <laughs> Agents of Shield, which is on ABC, yep. still ABC. Did I? Yeah. Did I do? <laughs> did I do cloak, the Cloak and Dagger TV show last week? You did. No, Cobra you did Cobra Kai. Kai. Oh, I Cobra did Cobra Kai. Last I, week. If I would have been here last okay. week, it would have been. Kylie, listen to the me. show last week. No, I just uh, uh, talked uh, to the <laughs> <laughs> Kylie, like, oh. you don't support us. 
Kylie and I think a lot alike on a lot of things. Um, I'll, I guess I'd have to say Cloak and Dagger. Uh, Cloak and Dagger's been it's like been super trippy. It's almost like Legion like now, especially with it's, the it's exploration of Cloak's yeah. powers and things. Uh, if you haven't seen Cloak and Dagger on Freeform, I think you can watch it on Hulu as well. That, that sounds me. right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, dude, when, when they said it was going to be for Freeform and it was going to be like a teen show, I was expecting like a CW oh, I show. Wasn't, I wasn't even excited for it. And we watched that two hour premiere and I was like, holy shit, this <laughs> right? is so much better than it has any right it's to It's more be, like an I FX mean. show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels a lot more like I mean, Legion. They're not or throwing f bombs by any means, but they they say shit a lot. And yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, <laughs> it's almost like a ne- it's almost like a Netflix Marvel series. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it has kind of that dark that darker edge to it. They're uh, it, freaking d- dealing with. They like, are teenagers, but they it doesn't feel like a teen angsty CW kind of show. No, that's it, what I was worried about. With it's this. not like one of those DC. Yeah, shows. Not one they've of that, dealt with man. classism, racism. Uh, sex trafficking. Oh, in the last two episodes, they've had that sex trafficking yeah. hotline thing that pops up. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it sounds like a great program. Uh, abu- it's just dark. Yeah, uh, it can uh, get dark. Uh, physical abuse, substance abuse. I mean, it deals with some real stuff. But man, is it good? It's good. It is. It's it is really, really good. good. Uh, my weekly pick this week uh, is a book that's came out weeks ago that I. Did not know came out weeks ago, so I didn't get around to reading it until this week. Was it, it was Daredevil number four. Um, Speaking of which, I don't mean to. Okay. this is between the three of us. Oh, I, somebody came in the next day, wanted to drop Daredevil, and I said, "Hey, if the you, hell!" I said, "Hey, if if that guy's if, you, fired. if you have issues you don't want, you don't have to get him." He's like, "Well, I'll, I'll get him." And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if you really want it, that's great. But I do have someone who needs that issue. And he's like, oh, well, I was just going to get it to not be a dick. And I'm like, I will take this issue. Down. <laughs> so that's all taken care of. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, dude, Chip Zdarsky is Daredevil. I think I've shouted it out at least once or twice already by this point. Dude, it's it is four so issues legit. in. Dude, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to compare like four issues to and to an entire run. You know what I mean? But like these four issues of Daredevil, dude, are as good as any Daredevil I've ever read. Like, I mean, th- like this is it's as good as Daredevil at its best already. These first four issues are like, dude, Zdarsky gets it, man. Yeah. And yeah. issue four is a big confrontation between Matt Murdock and the Punisher. And that cover, dude, that cover is awesome. beautiful. <laughs> dude, it's brutal. It's br- like, uh, you know, Frank Castle rescues Daredevil and kind of heals his wounds and stuff a little bit but then they get into a big thing about like you know i'll i'll kill and you won't you think you're so much more righteous than me but you dress as the fucking devil like the dialogue is so good uh it's like it's a, like mike chichetto or something like mm-hmm. that or whatever is the art he's amazing yeah it's got a really good noir he was feel one of those young guns it. i have some of his cover like young guns covers oh. and stuff and that guy's crushing it Dude, it's it's so exciting to to read Daredevil right now. That's one of those books that like when that comes out, it's like top of the stack every time. Like no no question about it. Um, yeah, Chizdarsky's Daredevil, dude. It, yeah. it it was. I mean, it's one of those things when they when they first announced it, I was like, ooh, I'm gonna check that out. But I mean, had no idea that it would. Well, it's a Darcy. Even you gotta be, give- and give it a shot. Exactly, but I mean, I could have never imagined it would be this good. Well, and, and hearing how you, you're saying it's four issues in and it's this good for you, that's for me, I'm kind of, I'm done with Marvel and DC at this point. 
it ha- for what they're charging me for their books, it it needs to sound like that. It needs yeah. to be something that's just going to grab me right away. It I mean, feels if I'm a lot two like or three the... issues in and I'm not digging it, I've already wasted this much money and I'm not going to go further. I'm a big fan of the Bendis Daredevil, and it feels mm-hmm. a lot like that in tone. Ooh. Yeah, like the Bendis-y Brew Baker. Nice. It of... feels a lot like Bendis Daredevil, which to me is like Daredevil at its peak. That's my favorite Daredevil. So, yeah, I'm right, right there with all that. So, yep. um, Okay, so that almost does it for us here. Time flies almost as fast as Superman. This podcast is almost over, but... Uh, just quick shout out again. We've announced last week and we p- finally posted it on all of our social media stuff. Doug Wagner will be back on the podcast to talk about his upcoming sequel to the ride from image comics. Uh, he will be here May 31st. So if anybody has any questions or anything, they want us to ask him on the show make sure you guys get your questions, your tweets, your, you know, DMS all in before then next week will be a creator focus episode again on Donnie Cates, which is going to be awesome. Uh, he, He's, or I was gonna say he's probably the most recent one we've done. But we did Gerard Way. He's pretty recent too. Yeah, fair, fairly. But I mean, uh, Donny Cates, he's like right in the now, you know. Yeah, he's he's the man. Right so now. oh, for sure, especially if you're a Marvel fan, big time. Yeah, well, even his creator owned stuff oh, is yeah. flying off the shelf too. So I'm really excited to That's do that. Week? That is next week. Okay, I got to So, <laughs> so we got a. Uh, couple cool things coming for you down the pipeline but uh that's pretty much it thanks for uh checking us out this week let us know what you guys think of secret weapons what the about the valiant universe uh let me know what other titles from the valiant universe uh i should be checking out that way i can not just listen to mccord all the time (laughs) until next time i am intoxicated i'm mary i'm mccord i'm kylie and so long guys